0: This message of holy living or living holy is being preached by Deacon Calvin Price. Let us join him as he's already begun. Our text today is going to be living holy or holy living. Living holy or holy living. And we're going to come from 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 13, 1 Peter chapter 1. I'll give everyone an opportunity to uh, find it. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 13. 1 Peter's in the New Testament. If you go to Revelations, just back on up a few and you will run into uh, 1 Peter. You know, you got Jude and you got John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Just keep on backing up a little bit. You'll eventually hit Peter. If you go to Hebrews, just go over a little bit and you will find it. While I get situated here. Bring my, my Sunday school book there. Um, we're going to start at verse 13. And it reads I got both the New Living Translation and the uh, King James Version. So you'll see me using both uh, of those, and I'll let you know when I'm going to use them. From 1 Peter chapter 1. This is what it says in verse 13. Wherefore, I'm reading from the King James Version. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye what? Holy. For I am holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy. So this text here is holiness, talking about holiness. And when we look at holiness, you've know, you got to understand, what does holiness mean to me? And what is the definition of holiness? Well, here it is, the definition of holiness. It says, holiness means to be totally devoted or dedicated to God, set aside for his special use, and set apart from sin and its influence. We are talking about a lifestyle. when We are talking about holy living. We're not just talking about how we act. We are talking more so about how you are living your life day in, And day out. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about holiness. There's two things I want to deal with when we're talking about holiness. One thing is why we don't or will not try to live holy. And then how to live holy. Those are the two topics we're going to be discussing this morning. So let's take a look at this thing here and see what's really going on with us. Are we talking about Christian folks? We're talking about disciples of Jesus Christ. You have an excuse if you don't know Jesus Christ. But I'm talking about blood-washed, born-again Christians. Saints and not hates. So we're talking about Christians. So when you take a look at this thing, it says here, it's easy for us to blame someone else for why I can't live holy, isn't it? You know, you got TV. You know, on TV they got all kind of sexual stuff on TV today, don't they? Don't they? My friends, you know, I, I just can't control it because my friends are always influencing me to do what's wrong. I also have what? My job. You know, they're just bad on the job. You know, I, those folks on the job, they just get to me sometimes. They make me say what I shouldn't ought to say. <laughs> you follow me? Because they get on my nerves sometimes. Sometimes your parents, you, you, you know, your parents, you know, sometimes your, your parents make you act up, don't they? Right? <laughs> Right, you? Your parents make you act up, don't you? Because they won't let you go where you want to go. So you get to act it up. Don't you know that there's a reason why we don't live holy? See, see, Jack, I didn't know this, Jackie, But it's in the Word of God. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. And anyone that knows me, uh, when I tell you something, I got to show you. Because I don't want you to believe me. I'm going to show it to you in the Word of God. So, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, there was something that God said when he was about to destroy mankind. And he wanted to destroy mankind because, I hear Bibles turn, I'll let you find it. Genesis 6 and 5, it's the beginning of the Bible, the beginning. He said here, and I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Genesis 6 and 5 says, now the Lord observed the extent of the people's wickedness. And he saw that all their thoughts were consistently and totally evil. Hmm. He said, all my thoughts is consistently and totally evil. I mean, I'm bad all the time. I ain't never good. I don't ever think good thoughts because of this issue within me. Now, this issue happened because of whom? Adam and Eve didn't. When, when they wanted to know what? Good and evil. See, you got an excuse if you don't know. But now that you know, you don't have an excuse, right, on why you should be living holy. Not only that, my, my, my brother Paul in Romans chapter 7. You know, no, 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 Paul, he, he expounded on this thing very deeply for us. He, he told me, here, he says, I know right from wrong. I desire to do good, but evil is always present. You know, you, know, you know, that's the one sitting next to you. You know, it's the one that's on my job that's trying to get me to go where they go and do what they do. See, he was always present. It's my friends, you know. Eve was always present. In Romans chapter 7, at verse 5, this is what he says. Here. He says, Romans 7, 5, When we were controlled, I'm reading from New Living Translation, by our own nature, sinful desires We're at what? Work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires that produce sinful deeds resulting in death. So he's telling me I was controlled by my old sinful nature. And some of you still are. Yes, you're in church. You come to church on Sunday morning. You come to Wednesday night Bible study. You, You follow me. But we also know that the devil goes to church, doesn't he? I, I ain't making it up. And, and Luke chapter 4, it says, In the synagogue there was a man that had an evil demonic spirit, and Jesus cast him out. He, yeah. The synagogue is the church. Right. So he's coming and what? You and me. Yeah. Holy living, y'all, that's what we're talking about here. So if these things are happening to me, then I need to do something about them. Paul says here, I'm reading from the Luke living translation, Romans 7 and 14, The law is good then, The trouble is not with the law, but with me. Mm -hmm. See, look at yourself. Don't look at the other person. It's always me that's having the issue or with the problem. Because I am sold into slavery with sin as my master. You know, you do know what a master does, don't you? They control you. They tell you what to do. So if I'm living in sin, it is controlling me. I can't even control myself. Paul says, I don't understand myself at all. No, some of you like that. You don't really understand yourself, do you? You know, you you don't know why you do the things that you do. You follow me? Paul explains it to us. He says, but I... He says, for I really want to do what is right, but I what? Don't do it. Instead, I do the very thing that I hate. And I know perfectly well that what I am doing is wrong. And my bad conscience shows that I agree... That the law is good, but I can't, what, help myself. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, I can't help myself. He says, because it is sin inside me that makes me do these evil things. You see, you wouldn't do them because you wanted to, but it's that sin from nature, in you know. It's that TV, you know, y'all. You know them channels that got that stuff on it? Uh-huh. All the channels nowadays, Right. <laughs> You know, the challenge with with the women in those skintily clad clothes, you know. It's a challenge with the men on there, you know, with their chests all out. You follow me? It's that sinful nature, because it's all around me. And you, you know I can't control myself. i got to give in. Because I can't stop it. Paul just told me I can't control myself. You follow me? He says also here, he says, I know I am rotten through and through, verse 18, so far... As my old sinful nature is concerned, no matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right, but want to, but I can't. Don't you feel like that? Do you feel like, I want to do it, man, but I just can't do it right now. Give me a little more time, God. Just, just give me about a couple more years till I get a little older. You know, you, you know the, young, the young kids thinks like, well, I'm just 20 years old, man. I got to live my life. I got to do what 20-year-olds do. You know, I got to get my alcohol on. I got to get my my weed drove, whatever you want to call it, marijuana on. You follow me? I got to have multiple girlfriends. The ladies the same way. You know, the ladies smoke too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they smoke marijuana too. <laughs> you know, they want to be players as well. You follow me? It ain't just the fellows; It's everybody nowadays. You know, back in the day, it was just the men all the time, wouldn't it? But now it's the women. They want to follow that same model. You follow me? So it ain't you. I don't blame you, so don't blame yourself. Tell your neighbor, don't blame yourself. It is sin that is within me. <laughs> <laughs> he says here, yeah, when I want to do good, I don't, and when I try not to do wrong, I do it anyway. But if I'm doing that what I don't want to do, I'm not I'm not really the one doing it. It is sin that is within me. It seems to be a fact of life that when I want to do what is right, I ineritably or unavoidably, or I cannot control myself, and I do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another law at work within me that is at war with my mind. See, you got two natures in you. You got the fleshly nature, and you got the spiritual nature. Paul calls it the carnal man, or the worldly man. Don't you know, man, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Don't you know you can't allow yourself to get in situations that's going to cause you to slip up. I'm talking about Christians here now. You can't get in a situation that's going to make you commit sin. You got to learn how to control yourself. Galatians 5 17 people know when I teach I'm going to teach them the whole Bible Galatians 5 17 everybody know probably Galatians chapter 5 right talks about the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the what spirit in Galatians 5 and 17 somebody find it for me Galatians 5 and 17 he says for the flesh lusteth I'm reading from the King James version for the flesh lusteth against the what and the spirit and these are what yeah. The New Living says the old sinful nature loves to do evil, <laughs> which is just opposite from what the Holy Spirit wants, and the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite from what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly at war with one another. See, Mom and Dad ain't there sometime which you used to, to make you make the right decision, right? So that means what? You get to make the decision. So when mom and dad, you know, have left the house, they they've gone out for dinner, or they're gone somewhere. Now you say, your boyfriend calls you up and say, Melanie, is anybody there? (laughs) Now mom is gone, dad is gone, come on over. (laughs) You, You follow me? We cannot allow this to get us caught up. Because this is what happens. We allow ourselves to get into the situation, and then we get mad when we can't control the situation. You follow me? You must be able to control yourself. James says, in James 1, 13 and 14, he says, when I am tempted, it's not God that's tempting me. Don't be saying, oh, God, God tempted me with this fine man. He brought this fine man here so he can tempt me to see what I'm going to do. No, God doesn't tempt nobody. It says you are drawn away by your own lust. You follow me? So so don't be talking about God did this so he can tempt me because God don't tempt you. You are the one that's causing yourself to be drawn into the situation. Yeah. Matthew 5 and 27 and 28, he says, don't even lust after a woman. Amen. Uh, he, said, he said, don't even lust. People say, well, well, what's lusting? Lusting is when you look at something and you desire to have it. <laughs> It ain't just a casual look there, Brother Jackie. You know, you know how it is when you're walking down the street sometimes, Jackie, and you, you see those women dressed, Jackie, and you, you see them got their short men skirts on, Jackie, you see got a short halter top on, Jackie, and, and you get to gazing. <laughs> you, you ain't looking. <laughs> you get to lusting. Say so you ain't looking. Uh, a look is a look and a look away. But you get to lusting. You follow And Jesus said, huh, you've already committed a sin in your heart. You didn't do it physically, but you did it in your spirit. See, that's what we got to learn how to control. Oh, Brother Job, Job says in in Job 31 and 1, Job says, I got a covenant with my eyes that I ain't gonna what? Lust after no woman. That's right. Did you hear what I said? He said, I got a covenant with my eyes that I will not lust after a young woman. Now, young fellas, you're probably saying, like, man, what you talking about, man? Ain't no way I ain't going to look at that girl who got that short, mini-skirt on. There's just no way I can control myself. But you can. But you can control yourself. Something that you don't want to do, you don't do it, do you? Right? If you don't want to do something, you don't do it. Well, it's the same thing with controlling how I live. I must come to a state... For I desire to only live according to what God has said and to please God and what? Not myself. Some some examples of, of what we do. We think we can go to the riverboat and gamble every week and not get hooked. Oh yeah. You think you can go to the riverboat week after week and not get hooked to gambling? Well, you're living a lie. Because you will get hooked on gamma. You think you know, for the young fellas, you think you can drive in the cars smoking cigarettes to hide the smell of marijuana and not get hooked to cigarettes. Uh, come on See, fella, listen, I was young. <laughs> I ain't always been this age. <laughs> you think you can do that and not get hooked. But what happens? In the end, you get what? Hooked on cigarettes. Not only are you getting hooked on marijuana, now you're getting hooked on cigarettes. You follow me? You cannot play with fire and don't expect to come out not getting burnt. The Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6, 27 and 28. He talks about that. Somebody find Proverbs chapter twenty-six, Proverbs chapter 6. Everybody knows when I teach, i like, I, I got to have your participation. Proverbs chapter 6, 27 and 28. Yes, sir. Follow me. You can't play with it and not get burnt. You can't call no woman over your house at 12 o'clock at night and you a single man. <laughs> and you think you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> that, that's ridiculous, brother. You playing with fire and you will get burned. You follow me. You got to learn how to control your thoughts, your mind, your intentions. And the only way to control that is by living according to the Holy what? Spirit. So according to the Holy Spirit is how I what? Ought to live my life. How to change my life from being what I am now to what God wants me to be. Now Galatians, I didn't, I didn't hit all the verses in Galatians. Go back to Galatians chapter 5 because he tells me about the things that my flesh want to do. Galatians chapter 5. Anybody got it? About yeah. verse 19. Galatians chapter 5. Who got it? This is what the Living Translation calls Let me break it down. Let me break it down your street so you can get it. He says here, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Sexual immorality. You know what sexual immorality is? You know what that is? <laughs> See, not only is that the lust, but that's also the actions of doing those things. God had to tell the Israelites way back in Leviticus, he said, look here, fellas. Look at here, people. You guys ain't supposed to be engaged in sexual conduct with animals, but I mean, they were doing it and everything. Cause we just read in Genesis, the thoughts of man are wicked continuously. Whatever he can think, he was doing. You follow me? So my mind, whatever it thinks of, it's gonna try to do it, unless I put a what lid on it. He says here, yeah, impure thoughts. Now who haven't thought of impure thoughts? We all, I have, you have, we everybody's has thought and impure thought eagerness for lustful pleasure huh he says eagerness that means i'm anxious to do it (laughs) eagerness for lustful pleasures idolatry you know some people play with that ouija board stuff don't they huh oh yeah some people just play with ouija boards some people go to the psychic readers you know get the palms read Cleo, yeah, used to be Cleo. <laughs> so some people are doing all these witchcraft, hatred, getting to all of these things, dabbling in it, thinking they ain't going to get hooked. Well, I'm going to check my horoscope. Some of you don't even go to work before you check your horoscope. <laughs> That's right. And you believing in what the horoscope says. You're a Christian. You're a disciple of Christ. You believe in what God says, not what the horoscope says. How many times have the horoscope came true? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you follow me. But that's, that's the kind of things that we believe in. He says here participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. Huh. Divisions, the feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group. You follow me? All of these are the works of my flesh. Not only that, he said I envy you. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, we, we got that problem in envy, don't we? Why do they have to have the Lexus or the Mercedes and I just got to have this little Sebring? You know, why they got to have the nice four-bedroom house jacket Three bathrooms, Jackie. Uh, 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 a living room, a dining room, a playroom. And I just got this two bedroom shack. You follow me? You're envious of them. Don't you know that God give us all richly above and beyond anything that you can imagine? Maybe you can't handle that Mercedes. You know, better Living, maybe you might come up and pass by me and toot it and keep on going. Won't give me a ride and I'm walking. You follow me? <laughs> so God knows sometimes we can't handle these things. So he doesn't allow us to what? Get these things. He says, here: yeah, selfish ambition, divisions, drunkenness, and wild parties. You know, the youth can relate to that, can't you? Especially, especially you in college, huh? You, you in college, you know, you you away from mom and dad, and they're having a party. Kappa's having a party. Alpha's having a party. And you go to the party there, Michelle, and, you know, at the party they got alcohol. (laughs) You know, even if you ain't 22, 21, they still got alcohol and they serving it up. You follow me? And they are trying to get you drunk so they can take advantage of you. You follow me? All these things are going on in our lives. All these things has nothing to do with holy living if you are born again Christian. If you are a true disciple of Jesus the Christ, so we must stop doing all of these things that my flesh wants me to do and live a life that's holy and pleasing and acceptable to God. Amen. Now that we talk about some of the things that we do and why we do them, let's talk about, well, how can I live holy? Right? That's, that's the next question is. He said, Well, I, I know what I'm doing, Brother Price. You ain't got to explain it to me. I already know the stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> so, so, so now I'm going to tell you how to stop doing the stuff that you're doing Now, yes, we can live holy if we choose to I remember a man named Joseph In Genesis chapter 39 Joseph was a young fellow who was one of the 12 sons of brother Jacob And this man, Joseph, was sold into slavery by his brothers And while he was in slavery, the Potiphar was the man's name who was an Egyptian captain. He took Brother Joseph in his house, and he saw that everything Joseph touched, like he had the Midas touch. he said, he was prosperous. Uh Everything that this man got his hands into, it caused Potiphar's house to be prosperous. So Paul said, hold hold up now, I see something here. Let me set this man in charge of my house. So he set Brother Joseph in charge of his house, of his money. He didn't steal his money, y'all. You know how some of us steal folks' money when they leave it to us. He didn't steal that man's money. He even had his wife in the house. He said, so one day, everybody was going out the house. Brother Joseph was in the house and Potiphar's was his wife. And Joseph was a handsome man, it says. what it says. You read it for yourself in Genesis chapter 39. He said he was a handsome man. And it says that Paul's wife looked at him. She lusted, y'all. When she looked at him... She desired to have him. See, 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 you guys thought that women's liberation just came on the scenes. No, no. You, you thought women wouldn't bold back in the day. The woman told Joseph, Look at here, brother Joseph, sleep with me. <laughs> she was bold, wasn't she? She said, Sleep with me. And Joseph, being the man that he was, you, you know, you know William we went up by the house for him and her, he could have said, All right. Ain't nobody here but you and me. Ain't nobody going to know about it. Why not? She's smelling all good. She's looking good. Oh, yeah, I'm going to indulge by sinful nature. I'm going to go ahead on and sleep with her. Then I'm going to ask God for forgiveness tomorrow. You follow me? That's what we do, don't you? you know, I know it's sin, but I can always ask God for forgiveness tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow ain't promised to you. It says there that that woman... Was after Joseph so much so that says she, he, Joseph had to get up out of there. She tore his clothes off as he was getting what? Out of her house. She, verse 12 says, Genesis 39 and, he, and she called him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out. See, sometimes in order to live holy, you got to get out of the situation. Sometimes you got to make a conscious decision. And say, I need to get out of this situation because it's leading to nowhere. This is going to make me compromise my what? Holy living. This will compromise what God has told me to do. So I'm going to get my coat and leave. You follow me? I, I remember being at a, a conference with Oracle Corporation down in, uh, in uh, California last year. And we at this conference, right? It was uh, uh, a musician. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Elliot... Uh, I can't even tell you his name. Elton John. That's his name. Elton John. You know, I, I ain't I ain't big into music. People that know me, I, know, I don't really care about music. There's no kind of music doesn't matter to me. <laughs> 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 and in this concert, there was a a man dancing. He was blocking this guy's view, right? Now we just concentrate. It, 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 it's, it's, it's it's people wall to wall. It's only you. I mean, you you're walking like this when you walk because there's so many people up in this place for this concert and. And, and this guy was blocking this guy's view, and this guy threw his water on him, right? Now, these are educated folk, <laughs> so to speak. And, it's, and that guy turned around, and it was a fight in the concert. And, and, and I told the guys I was there with, I said, I'm about to go home. <laughs> I'm going back to the hotel room because they're about to act fool up in here. And that's how it be a lot of times when you're in places that you shouldn't be. Something happens in there, but you like, you are like a fight. The kids know it's a fight. they all running to the fight. <laughs> me, I'm running away from the fight. Why? Because these young fellas, they're going to pull out a gun and might shoot you. And you got the bullet because you ran to the fight. You follow me? We are talking about holy living and don't allow yourself to be put in situations. So we need to do like Job did and flee from it. Romans chapter 12 and 1. Romans chapter 12 and 1, he's talking about presenting our bodies. Huh? Present your bodies, the body that you have. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. He says, Paul says in Romans chapter 12 and 1, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I'm reading from the New Living, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and what? Holy sacrifice. The kind he will accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? He says you need to present your body holy and acceptable, a living sacrifice to him. That means then I'm supposed to keep my body holy. I ain't supposed to let my body get contaminated with the world. Because the next verse says what? And be not conformed to this what? But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The the, the New Nimble translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God, what, wants you to do and you will know how good and how pleasing and perfect his will really is. We got to stop. Conforming to the world's standards. I'm talking about the church now. The church must stop conforming to what the world is doing. We are supposed to be different. If the people on the outside know that, oh yeah, I, I saw Brother George down at the elf last night. I saw him out there partying all up on some woman. <laughs> you follow me? Because it was nighttime, he thought did nobody see him, you know. <laughs> it was dark in the club. Well, he had Club 21, whatever clubs they got today. <laughs> and he out there doing those things. And then he's going to come into church tomorrow morning. And then he's going to act all, all snotty up in there, like I'm so holy. No, no, Aaron, you can't touch me, man. I know I'm looking good and I'm holy. You, you follow me? What kind of example is that sitting for the people in the world? That's setting a bad example. They said, why should I want to be like you when you act like me? Nobody wants to be a part of something where the people are phony. You follow me? Nobody wants to be a part of anything that's phony. They want us to be true and genuine. You follow me? So we got to be careful that we don't allow ourselves to get caught up with the world and what they are doing in the world. Not only that on How to Live Holy, First Corinthians 10 and 13, God tells me how to get out. He says, I've given you a way out of anything that you have gotten into. And all you got to do is take the way out. First Corinthians 10 and 13. You probably know that scripture, don't you? 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. This is what he says here. It says, 1 Corinthians, There has no temptation taken you but such as is what? Coming to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are what? But will with the temptation also make a what? A way to escape. The New Living says, but remember that the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. Because you do know that, you know, like my son, you'll try to tell me, no, you ain't got to you didn't have to go through what I'm going through. Man, You didn't have to deal with, man, all these issues that I got in my life. You you didn't have to deal with that when you grow up. So that's why it's a little different. My Bible just told me it ain't no different between the temptations you have and the temptations I have. Only difference is I chose not to do it. You follow me? And you are choosing to what? To do it, to indulge it, to get into it. You won't have to, but you choose to. And you know as well as I know. Jackie, when the lights are off and Luther is playing, or whoever you like to play, (laughs) and you think you're going to be able to stop, oh, I'm just going to just, just a little bit. I'm just going to play with a little bit, Jay. Just a little bit. That's all. Just a little bit. And Jackie, that little bit goes too far. Now you feel that, oh, man, I I, didn't violate my body. I have done what I shouldn't and I wasn't supposed to do because you played with that thing. That's why you did it. If you would have left it alone, if you would have flee like Joseph, you wouldn't have gotten into the situation. He says, no temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you will not give in to it. So that tells me, y'all, he showed me how to get out of it. But I didn't take the path. I stayed in it because I want to see how manly I am. <laughs> I want to see how strong I am. You know, I, I'm strong. I can, oh, I, I can do it almost and then stop. I, I can control it. Because I'm a man. You know, man's in control, right? right? He, he can control himself, right? That's what some man think. But it's wrong. You can't control yourself. Same thing for a woman. She thinks the same thing. I can stop it. I can cut it off whenever I want to. But you can't. I can't. You follow me? I got to take the way out when it is offered unto me. And I got to see it. See, the, a lot of times you don't see it. You follow me. See, when, when you're out there with your girlfriends and your friends see that it's, the party's getting a little rowdy and she said, let's go. You say, no, nah, the party just getting started. I'm going to stay. <laughs> Instead of you going on home with them, you see. And then something happens. Take the way out when God gives it to you. You recognize it as your escape and get out of the situation. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 7. God has called us into holiness. In first thessalonians that's a small little book there in the new testament ain't too big got colossians thessalonians so not too big of a book philippians colossians thessalonians first thessalonians chapter four in first thessalonians chapter four i'm gonna start the first verse because we know we ought to live to please god not yourself he says Follow, dear brothers and sisters We urge you, I'm reading from the New Living. We urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that what? Pleases God. As we have taught you, you are doing this already and we encourage you to do so more and more. For you remember that we taught you in the name of the Lord Jesus. God wants you to be holy so you should keep clear of all sexual sin. I didn't say it. That's what it said. <laughs> then each of you will control your what, your own body, and live in holiness and honor. Hmm. That every now your version says that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. You got to know how to control yourself. You got to know how to stop yourself. I can't tell you how. Only you can determine. How far are you going to allow yourself to go? Only you can determine when you will want to make a change. Only you can determine that. The pastor can't make you turn, determine that. I can't make you determine that. Mom can't make you determine that. You have to make that choice to control yourself. Amen. He says that, that every one of you should know how zest is best in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence even as the Gentiles, which know not God. You say, well, what is that word? That's a big word. In the New Living Translation, he says, not in lustful passion as the pagans do, in their ignorance of God and his ways. You see, you got an excuse if you didn't really know. But that's why we got Bible study. That's why we got Sunday school. You follow me? So that what? We can equip the saints of God so they'll know how to live. So they'll know what is right. And what is wrong? You follow me. So you ain't got no excuse. You follow me. But when you was in the world, you had an excuse. You didn't know any better. But even then, you knew something because your mom and dad told you something. You follow me. He says, you read on there. He says, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God has not called us into what? A cleanliness but unto what? Holiness. But unto holiness. The New Living says, "Never cheat a Christian brother in this matter by taking his wife. Hmm. For the Lord avenges all such sin as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to be holy, not to live impure lives. If God has called me to be holy, and we said holy is to be set apart for God's purpose, then I got to stop living impure lives. I got to even control my thoughts." i got to control my eyes. i got to control my mind. You follow me? A lot of times it's hard to control those things, isn't it? It's hard to control your thoughts and your your mind. Because a lot of people say something and say, oops, I shouldn't have said it. But it was in your heart. That's why you said it. You follow me? Control those thoughts. Control your mind. Control your desires. Not only that, Brother Jackie, I heard that Jesus said, I'll help you. In Hebrews chapter 2, Jesus said, during your time of temptation, he said, said, I'll secure you, I'll aid you to help you not give in. I got help with Jesus in Hebrews chapter 2 and 18. Not only that, a lot of you think you can fool God. You know, you you can fool me because I ain't with you 24-7. I don't know what you're doing, (laughs) but you can't fool God. So recognize. In order to live holy, recognize that when you get in your sneaker on, God sees you. I didn't see you, but God saw you. And if God saw you, you ought to realize as a Christian that I ought to stop doing that mess. You follow me? Because God saw the thing that you did. Here we see here, Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to go there. Everybody go there. Hebrews chapter 12. You got to, you got to put aside some stuff. Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 1, he says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, I got some Holy Ghost help. We got some Christian folks that should have helped me because they've been through what I'm going through. He says, Let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. New Living Translation says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. Young folks, you've got to get rid of the marijuana. you got to get rid of it. you got to lay it aside. You've got to put it off. You've got to stop smoking them cigarettes. Because you do know cigarettes leads to lung cancer. You do know that marijuana messes with your brains that you ain't going to function right when you get 50 and 60. Amen. You follow me? You're thinking it's cool now when you're 50 and 60, you're going to wonder, why are you trembling? Amen. You follow me? Amen. We got to put aside this weight. We got to stop shacking, y'all. If we are going to live holy, we got to stop shacking. You said, well, I got to see if we are compatible. So that's why I got there. Stay with him or i got to stay with her because I need to check our compatibility. <laughs> you follow me? According to the Word of God, that is not what he has told us to do. You follow He said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. you got to stop hating on folk. That's right. Stop being hateful towards them because they are more prosperous than you. Maybe if you change your life, God will make you prosperous. Stop being jealous of folks. You follow me? Stop being envious. You don't know just because they got that half a million dollar house, they might be having a house and it's empty inside. Because they can't afford to buy you the furniture. You follow me? They might be having that $100,000 Lexus or Mercedes and they living in it. You follow me? What good is it going to do me for God to bless me and I can't enjoy it? See, see, when God blesses you, you will enjoy it. If God blesses you with a half a million dollar house, you're going to have furniture in your house. If God blesses you with a Lexus, you're going to be able to put gas in that Lexus and you ain't going to have to live in it. You follow me? Holy living from God causes me to be prosperous. See, if you armor yourself, under the hand of God, he will elevate you. You follow me? God says, he that what? humbleth himself shall be what? Exalted. exalted. He that exalteth himself shall be brought down. You follow me? We must humble ourselves under the hand of God. To conclude, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And everybody probably knows Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Put on the whole arm of God. But first he says, finally, my brethren. Ephesians chapter (laughs) 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong with the Lord's mighty hand or mighty power. It's from the New Living Translation. Put on all the armor of God so that you will be able to stand against all strategies and tricks of the devil. You follow me? Because he does have strategies. He has tricks. You, You follow me? And and I ain't talking about the one with the pitchfork. I'm talking about that woman. I'm talking about that man. They got strategies and they got tricks. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil. See, see sometimes, you know, young, young children, you got to turn away from them channels that you know are foolishness. Because you do know flavor of love, that's foolishness. That's just foolishness, flavor of love. Stupid mess is on TV that's corrupting our children. That kind of mess like that. The stuff that's on MTV, that's foolishness. It's corrupting your mind. It's making you think it's okay to live like this. You follow me? Who's going to put men and women in a house and don't expect something to go on? That's foolishness for you to get into that situation. That's why you need to put on the whole arm of God so that you can resist in the time of evil so that the battle you will still be standing firm after the battle. Stand your ground putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body arm of God's righteousness. For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. you got to have some protection, don't you? And you know what your protection is, don't you? What is your protection? Your word of God is your shield. You follow me? Because you do know you can't stop Satan by yourself. You can't stop yourself from sinning. That's why you continue to sin. So I need to have something in me that when sin arises, it can put it out. It can stop it before it consumes me. My Bible is what's going to help stop those fiery darts from serving. It'll stop them from influencing my mind. It'll stop me from staying on that TV channel when I know I should click on. You follow me? It'll stop me from going to the riverboat thinking that I ain't addicted. You know alcohol... Don't recognize he's on alcohol until he confesses and says, I'm on alcohol, I'm addicted. He'll be in denial until he confesses. The guy that's on marijuana is in denial saying he ain't addicted to marijuana. But you ask him, say, can you go a day without marijuana? If you can't, you're addicted, man. You follow? If I can't do without it, I'm addicted to it. You follow me? We got to stop messing around and stop sugarcoating this thing. He says, put on a helmet of salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the what? Word of God. Verse 18, pray at all times, on every occasion, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert, watch, and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. So, in conclusion, Brother Aaron, don't hate, duplicate the life of a holy living person. Don't hate that person because they're living holy. Because you know how we are. You get jealous and you hate me because I'm trying to live holy and you ain't. You know you know how it is, there. Your friends are always trying to stop you, won't they? They'll call you up. You tell them, I'm, I'm about to go to church or I'm going to Wednesday night Bible study. They'll call you up and say, "Girl, we're going over here. It's Wednesday night. It's ladies night. It's still, is it still ladies night on Wednesday? I don't know. Well, ladies night used to be Wednesday night when I was back in school. <laughs> So, girl, it's it's Wednesday night, the fellas going to be there, we're going to club hopping. Stand up and say, no, I'm going to Bible study. I'm going to Sunday school. I'm going to change my life. I ain't trying to live how I used to live. Because now I want to live what? Better than I did before. Tomorrow is gone. I can't change what's happened in the past. You can't change that. But today you can make a choice. Today you can make a choice to live holy. Today you can make a choice to live righteous. Today you can live how God has called you to live.